we are beginning today um, a three-part series on purpose. Uh, beginning a series on purpose, on purpose, as in about purpose. I, I didn't see I'd get tripped up on that, um, and I'm, I'm dodging the sun once again, which is glorious. Uh, but we're going to think about purpose. Today, I'm going to think about um, our purpose as Christians, primarily that we, what, what our purpose is as a Christian. Next week, Roxanne's going to be speaking about how do we work out what within our purpose of being a Christian, what our specific purpose is. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to be thinking um, through uh, what is our purpose together as the church. So, um, so I get to do the, the general stuff. Um, and uh, because our first calling as Christians is to be a Christian. Uh, stating the obvious, David, thank you, yes, I know. Uh, but our first purpose, our first calling as a Christian is to be a Christian. As we just heard Melody read from Matthew's gospel, uh, we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself. Um, we, we've heard that twice now, or three times, because I just said it. We keep hearing those same things. I think we know, um, as, as Anglicans, or as people worshiping in the Anglican church, because we hear so often, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Essentially, that is our purpose. And churches through the ages will write it in different ways. Uh, they'll, they'll be... Um, uh, if, if you've ever been part of a church where they've worked on uh, their vision, what's the vision that we're going to have as the church? Basically, if it comes down to anything other than love God and love everyone else um, and tell people about uh, Jesus, then probably they've gone off track somewhere. That's basically the job that we've got. So at St. George's, we have this, uh, this motto. I won't ask you to shout it out because we're not allowed to shout at the moment. Um, but uh, it is living and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I remember at one time I was working in a coffee shop, um, which uh, I used to do quite a lot. And I was working in a coffee shop and I was reading a book and, and someone came and, and started talking to me. And he was asking me questions um, because he found out that I was training to be a priest. And so he was asking, you know, what, what did that mean? What was my job going to involve? And I said, it basically comes down to two things. It's about helping people who believe in Jesus already to know Jesus better and to walk closer with Jesus and through Jesus to know God and the Holy Spirit. And it's to help people who haven't even heard of Jesus or don't believe he's for them. It's to help them uh, understand something of Jesus. So it's to help those who know and love Jesus already, know and love Jesus more, and to help those who haven't yet met Jesus or haven't had that encounter that's transformative to help them draw closer. And essentially, that's uh, my job. That's, um, that's the job of the church. Um, and so our purpose as Christians, first and foremost, is to do the stuff, is to do the worship of God, the praying, uh, the, the attending services, whether you're online attending or in church. I think in some ways it's harder to attend church online than it is in person because there's so much choice on there. You might be flicking through your television uh, those of you who have the internet on the television and you think, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch a church service this morning. I'm going to look for St. George's. And you're flicking through and then the shopping channel comes on and they've got some special about something and you could get distracted by, you know, whatever it is. I'm guessing they're selling Christmas ornaments at this time of year or, or, um, or something like that. But uh, there's, there's so many distractions. So it actually takes a lot of intention to be able to be at home and choose to get into that space of worship. 
But ultimately, that's what our purpose is. It's to worship Jesus. We ask these big questions of life, you know, and, and we, we sometimes, I think, ask questions and can expect different answers. But actually, the answer that you're going to get when you hear Christians talking about purpose ultimately is going to begin and end with Jesus. So I've picked uh, this wonderful passage this morning. You know it well, I'm sure. Um, and um, it's known as the Song of Christ's Glory. And it's from Philippians 2. If you have a Bible or a phone with an app or whatever, then do have a look. What is our purpose? Our purpose is... Verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves. Value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And so as we're going about our day, we get to make a lot of choices. And every time we make one of those choices, if we want to think, what's my purpose in this moment? Our purpose, to value others above ourselves. To verse 5, in our relationships and interactions with each other, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. I won't read the whole of the passage. Um, there's a wonderful hymn some of you know. I'll give you the earworm and then you can sing it later. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. One, two people are nodding, thank you. I thought I'd got the tune right. Uh, sing that to yourselves later. That's, that's where this comes from. Um, because it speaks of who Christ is. And we're called primarily, our purpose as Christians is to imitate Christ, to worship Christ, to be in Christ as a new creation, to live in Christ. What does that look like? Uh, the heading in my Bible here says, do everything without grumbling. Therefore, my dear friends, verse 12, as you have always obeyed, he's writing to the church in Philippi, he says, continue to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. That's our purpose, to continue to work out our salvation. What does it mean to do it in fear and trembling? I think quite often we lose the sense of awe when it comes to God. We use the word awesome to describe a hot dog, to describe a cup of coffee, to describe um, as an awesome donut I had at the, one of the bakeries in town the other day. You know, awesome. And yet, awesome meaning filled with awe is really <laughs> best used to describe God. Awesome is when you leave church today if you're in the building, and if not, Google it and you can see. Awesome is the view, spectacularly awesome, of the Golden Ears Mountains with the sun shining on them. That's awesome. Awesome because it reflects the glory of God, the Creator. So when it comes to working out our salvation in fear and trembling, there's a sense that, that we need to take a moment. Cranmer put it in the Book of Common Prayer, uh, in the Confession, where he calls us miserable offenders. I don't know if you feel like a miserable offender this morning. We don't tend to use that, that, uh, the words so often these days, but it's right there in the Book of Common Prayer. There's a sense of, you know, um, there's this, this amazing God, and who are we? And to spend a moment, that's, what, that's why Cranmer put it there, so we could spend a moment going, wow, wow. Compared to God, I am, I am but nothing, and yet 
in Jesus, God reached down and came and rescued me. And so my salvation, which means, means I get to live in heaven forever with God, whatever that looks like is a subject for another day, but that, that is what I get to look forward to. And so my purpose in life, primarily as a Christian, is to work out what does that mean. And that means to, to notice it, to acknowledge it, to spend time trying to get my head around what does it mean that I am saved, that God loves me, that the God who made the golden is mountains and the Fraser River and everything else, that that same God loves me and cares about me. And when I call on his name, he answers. When I pray, he listens. And so my purpose is really to, to spend my time getting my head around. That is what God wants for me. We get the practical here. Um, so how do we do this? He says, do it without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God. And so it goes on. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Our purpose as Christians, primarily, work out our salvation. What does it mean that I am saved? What does it mean that I get to inherit eternal life? What does it mean that I get to spend eternity with God? And knowing those big truths, how do I live that out in my daily life? How do I live my life as a Christian. As I say, we call it here living and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Because the first thing is we need to live it. We need to do the stuff. We need to keep on praying, hold close to the word of life we read here. That's the Bible. We need to read the Bible. We need to hold close to it. And in doing that, we are then able to be people who share the good news of Jesus. Because ultimately, God's purpose for, for everyone um, is that uh, they would know who he is and be in relationship with him. The Bible is a story about God trying to be in relationship with people and people tend to go their own way time and again. And so uh, it's, it's such a reminder that, that God reaches out to us and wants to be in relationship with us. But often we're too busy. Like I say, flicking through the television, finding the shopping channels, watching the news, getting slightly obsessed with politics south of the border, as interesting as they are. All good stuff, but our purpose is to work out our salvation, to understand who we are, to know whose we are. We're God's beloved children. As I said two weeks ago, we get to be called children of God. And so, our purpose is quite simple, is to live that out. I'm going to finish uh, with a prayer, especially for anyone at the moment who um, is finding uh, that sense of, of purpose, primary purpose as a Christian is hard in this season. So I invite you to close your eyes and I'll pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, for these words in the letter to the Philippians, for that reminder that we are saved, that we get to live and work on having the same mindset as you, Lord Jesus. And so would you help us? Would you help us to work out our salvation in fear and trembling, to be in awe of who you are, to know that truth in our lives and in our hearts, that we might live each and every day knowing how much you love us, drawing closer to you, 
and then sharing that good news with other people in our words and in our actions. Amen.